0: Welcome to the Paradise Paradox once again. My name's Kurt Robinson.
1: My name's Aaron Battle.
0: So today we're talking about something which is at the core of many cultures. We're talking about the big guy, we're talking about God. Different cultures, perceptions of God, different definitions of God, different views of spirituality, ancient spirituality and modern spirituality, and a lot of fun stuff like that.
1: Is there a God? Are you God? Who is that guy? Is he a guy? I don't know. But we covered our our personal points of view on religion, all aspects of worshipping something, someone. Be sure to check it out.
0: Come on. (laughs) Press like, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, send us a tweet. Commander Keen was probably the first game that ever had God mode on it. Well, even Sonic turned uh,
1: turned yellow. Like, that was cool. <laughs> and uh, Mario Brothers, they, they super juiced. <laughs> super juiced? <laughs> I did. did they drink mushroom juice? Is that what happened? No, well, you play Mario. You get, the, you get the mushroom and you get big. Yeah. And then you get the different type of mushroom and you can... No, was it a mushroom or a, like a feather?
0: You get the feather and... Oh, yeah, a feather. Yeah, that's another one. The, yeah well the mushroom I can understand that has psych- psychedelic properties. Then, then the fire flower. Okay, so I think there are, for example, the acacia is a source of DMT.
1: I've so, I've recently heard that as well. But yeah, aka the a- burning acacia
0: bush. Acacia is like the yeah like the. The, the story of the burning bush, so what if this bush was actually letting off some chemical which was inhaled by Moses and, and then he started having visions. Uh, yeah, or the, um, yeah, acacia is uh, the wattle, the, the wattle is an acacia. The wattle is the national flower of Australia, very common and um so th- so that's a question about um a- a- Aboriginal culture as well, because uh it seems like not many people talk about DMt or uh, or uh, those types of drugs in Australia compared to uh, sh- shamans in the Amazon, but what if that's a
1: Well, I mean Aboriginal people did like they they knew it was important to burn the bush
0: <laughs> <laughs> really.
1: Yeah, of course, for, for clearing. It was, it's important to, uh, um, to revive the, the soils. It was all, uh, you, burn, you burn all the bush, it all turns to carbon, it, it, it goes back into the ground, it releases, uh, was it um, nitrates or right. is it? I don't know, the, the carbon Nitrate, has an effect. Sulfates. Yeah, it has an effect with the, with the ground and everything turns green again. Yeah, okay. The cycle of
0: life. Okay. So welcome to The Paradise Paradox, I'm Kurt Robinson. My name is Aaron Battle. Uh, remember to press like and press subscribe. Enjoy our videos. Uh, so today we're talking about. for <laughs> oh the We're going, for the, it, I, we're going I, for the big guy. Yeah, Elohim, Yahweh. Uh, <laughs> the yeah the guy, the guy in the sky, the shining magical flying spaghetti monster. Um, isn't <laughs> you don't, you don't know about pastafarianism. I haven't been in that church yet. Okay, okay. Well, that's like a mock religion that uh, people started on the internet. Um, the, the Flying Spaghetti Monster or Pastafarianism, it's, me- it's meant to mock the idea of religion, uh, like, oh, well, if you can claim that there's this, you know, magical man in the sky um, who, who has all these abilities, why can't I just worship uh, a, a giant beast that's made out of pasta? What's the, what's the difference? And that's uh, duck? Oh, as a, as a joke. I mean, they, you can look up news stories where people have wear uh, worn um, pasta strainers, spaghetti strainers yes, as hats. I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. yeah. Uh, as as a show of their religiosity, when they're getting a driver's license photo taken, and and some of them, they actually let through. <laughs> but uh, there was a case in Australia where the guy got pulled over and and he had the strainer <laughs> on his head and I think they'd nearly sent him to the me- mental institution. Why well, that, that doesn't seem right? I mean,
1: the person that took the photo must have been on work experience. <laughs>
0: they let them no, in the first did. place. The the guy must have convinced him. Convinced him. I'm sure he said, you know, this is my religion. These are my beliefs. Oh no! Well, in um, Australia, you don't touch those topics. Like,
1: <laughs> if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. It's like, yeah, what,
0: well, if I mean, if I worked at the the RTA, I, I wouldn't care if someone wears a strainer on the head. But yeah, you know, right. sometimes the rules are rules, and that's. I mean, that's a, that's how a lot of bureaucrats think. Well, it's, um, now we're
1: moving into territory of, uh, spaghetti strainer or burka.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of comparison that it's intended to, uh, to, to, d- to display.
1: It sounds silly, but that's, that's on serious, serious <laughs> matters.
0: Yeah. There are, there are technical reasons. <laughs> this this is a difficult one because I I know there are reasons why the flying spaghetti monster fails as an analogy to religion, and it's because of a certain philosopher, uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas, uh, back in the in the thirteenth or fourteenth century. He raised a lot of philosophical ideas about the nature of God, and and there are things stating that it it cannot be material, it cannot be physical. Um, because that, that's going to make it limitable. Mm, it's it, limiting. Yeah. If, it, if it's physical or material, that means it has limit and therefore it cannot be God. That's, I'm, I'm simplifying the, the argument cause it was, I, I don't, I still no, don't it, understand it's, the, whole, the no, entire thing, it, but, it's, but it's, that's it's a good the basics. It's, it's,
1: yeah. it's a good way of putting it because, yeah. um, God's supposed to be, well, God is, there's no limit. It's like yep. to, to limit God is to, to is, is completely in contra to the idea in the first place.
0: Yes, yes, Com- completely contrary to the idea of God, and and that's kind of what uh, Aquinas set out to prove. And so the the instant you say flying or spaghetti, you've actually put a limit on God. And so sorry, the flying spaghetti spaghetti monster isn't God according to the. Uh, According to Aquinas's definition, so it it doesn't actually knock down the the idea of God that that most people have.
1: But it is interesting that, that God's always portrayed as as well in most cases as a a wise old man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, many movies, many paintings.
0: Yeah, in the Sistine Chapel, you have the picture of God um, sitting on. A, a bed of angels and is reaching out to touch Adam's finger.
1: Any more recent pop culture? Um,
0: Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's well. That's an. That's another thing. That's what they call the m- magical Negro. That's a stereotype in Hollywood movies. Uh, <laughs> do, you, or, do you have any idea why that, why that came about? Why why this the magical Negro appears yes. in movies? Well, yeah, that idea. Uh, that's, a, that's a complex subject and I, I think it's some, it's something to do with white guilt and I, I, it's, yeah, it's something it. to do with how, um, Hollywood has a very leftist bent. So they're always trying to be politically correct. And so in one, one way that they're trying to be politically correct, which actually comes off as rather condescending is to include. Uh, the These black people who actually have magical powers, like for example, in "Oh Brother, Where Out thou they, they meet a, a magical Negro who 's who's an old man and blind, but he can see through time, or the, um, Spike Lee calls uh, calls certain instances a super duper magical Negro, so for example, in the Legend of Bag of Ants, that would be an example where Will Smith plays a, a sort of angel. Uh, <laughs> so the, yeah, the thing about these characters is they're always, in some way they're subservient to white people and so it's, it's, it's really twisted. It's, it's really twisted. So <laughs> anyway, they,
1: they, how do they, how do they feel individually about playing the role? I mean, they would have to know at some level, but I mean, gotcha. it's just a
0: job. Yeah, well, I know Morgan Freeman has came out in interviews and he said uh, he doesn't believe in God. Uh, and people assume he does, I get, I guess, because he, he's played God in a couple of movies. Yeah, that's um, interesting.
1: I would have assumed he would.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um, before, we, before we even decide we want to talk about this topic, mm-hmm. it was like, you sure you want to talk about, talk <laughs> about God? It's like... Uh, the fact that i i know that i'm thinking about who's going to be watching the episode before i'm talking about the episode means it's going to be a good episode yeah <laughs> so
0: uh, sorry ma <laughs> uh, i'm sure it's cool <laughs> i'm not sorry I'll talk, I'll talk about it all day if, it, if it, no it's, if it, it's, interesting. it's
1: it's good but i mean you know i'm i'm aware of other people being upset about what what could fly out of this mouth yeah but we're going to start with: Do we believe in God? This is like a, a fundamental point. Before, yeah. before what? What is God? How is God perceived? Or you know, how? What are we going to call it? Spaghetti or or black man?
0: <laughs> I, I believe in God. The 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 Lord, our venerable reverend. Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah, well, I would say I, I, I do believe in God, but um, this is an interesting question because people have asked me this before. And I, I asked, well, hang on, you gotta define your terms. What do you mean when you say God? And I remember I was I was on a date with a young lady and and she said that, and, and that was my response. And she said, well, God is like a, an engineer, a, an architect of, of the universe uh, who created everything. And I said, okay, no, I, I don't believe that. And, and her response was, oh, that's okay. You know, um, not everybody believes in God. And I said, I, I didn't say I, believe in, I didn't believe in God. What I said was, I didn't believe in your God. And that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So
1: do you believe in God? I, I believe in God, but I'm still processing that definition to see whether that, that fits in my, my mm. idea of God or mm. not. As like an, an almighty, as a being, Hmm. As a being that created, like as an architect, because we're, we're limiting his job role. Hmm. Because I would have thought God is that at some level, plus the universe, plus hmm. everything in the universe, plus everything outside the universe, and hmm. infinite other universes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So does that, does that mean I'll say Yes. It
0: sound, sounds good to me. Well, was, that, was that the first date, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that, yeah. that sounds a bit heavy. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't bring up the subject.
1: Could have been a cool chick.
0: <laughs> she was all right.
1: Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess the next question is, um, I guess what, without saying your definition,
0: okay.
1: are, you, are you religious? No. No, I'm not religious. Okay.
0: I I think I am religious. Yeah. But I'm thinking about it. But, uh, okay, because this is a thing as well, because if you say you're religious, it does imply that you follow one religion yes. specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: And, but there's a saying about truth, uh, follow those who, who seek the truth, and run from those who claim to have found it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> That's, uh, it always uh, seems to be a pretty good smell test for, for determining oh, d- who to hang out with.
1: Well, okay, if I have to say that I'm religious because I'm, I am I belong to one religion, mm. well, then I think I fail. Mm.
0: Mm. Because I but like you, the, still, you do think you're religious? You would consider yourself religious? I, I consider
1: myself, case. if someone asked me, are you open, mm. are you religious? I would consider myself religious. Mm. But, um, but I think I follow more than one religion.
0: Right. So would that put me out of the religious category? I don't know. Well, the Bible says you can't be a servant of two masters. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I, I don't know. Let's keep diving. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Well, I consider myself like when people ask me if I'm religious, I, I say, I, I say, I know it's a horrible cliche, but I say, well, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. Um, Another word which I, I, I don't use because it's a little technical, but, uh, I describe myself as a pantheist, meaning I believe that God is in everything. Everything yep. is God.
1: Yeah, I can, I can say I agree to that. Mm. Man, there's so much, uh, there's so many definitions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we be really, well, I mean, we'd have to be careful because I say, I believe in everything. I think, I think, and, and even more so I believe in what I don't believe as well <laughs> does, does that make sense? I don't know let, how, let, how do let, you do that? let let me explain if I meet someone that has come up to me with a completely new religion and in that and they say you know I, I believe in uh, in one almighty power uh-huh. I, I believe that everything is part of that yeah. I, I believe uh, and, and so on you know like the What what could fit into most religions, but then gives it a a funny name and, you know, draws his God in in an image that I'm not familiar with. Mm. Um, I believe that that person believes in that, Mm. but I'm not aware of it. So how can I believe in it just yet? But I believe that they believe it. Tell tell me more about it, and then I can nod and shake my head and and agree where it overlaps with what I already know. Like (laughs) this would have happened a lot between when people started travelling. There would have been a lot of different religions Mm. that they shared a lot of ideologies, Mm. but they, but you know, one guy was was blue and the other guy was old. (laughs) (laughs) But but they're they're still the one
0: almighty power. Yeah, that, well, that, you, that designed you know, everything for, for a long time. It was forbidden to portray any uh, angels or or God God Himself or itself in in any work uh, in by Christians. I mean, now of course, the, the more famous example is with Islam when people draw pictures of of the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, a lot of people get a little uneasy about that. Uh, but in the Bible, it specifically says in the in the Ten Commandments, it, it says um, like don't make craven idols, and it goes on to say don't make any images of anything in heaven or earth, and so that was that was the law. Which I, I think that's a, a little too strict. I don't really abide by that one. Well,
1: I, I understand but... <laughs> why they. I understand why that law was there. Mm. Like, I, I get that these that these uh, these, these worlds. Of, mm. of religious spiritual nature mm. are all uh, they 're not physical they 're not material, mm. so to draw something that isn 't material in a form that can be perceived material is wrong yes, which is why it's just
0: blanket rule don't idol anything material yeah, but it wasn't just don't don't create an idol, it was also saying don't create an image oh or, or that's that was my interpretation of it because Perhaps something's lost in translation there
1: well even even playing with that, um, not to create an image, I understand why that is because mm. to create an image is to create an image in someone else 's mind is to and that 's like a perception of a of a physical thing,
0: mm. otherwise
1: mm. you can 't draw something not physical mm. or not material
0: but but uh, i 'm talking about even if I drew a tree well it, according to the strictest interpretation of this law. That would be unlawful Okay, so, uh, or if I draw you.
1: But, but why, why would you want to do that in the first place?
0: <laughs> <laughs> for ex- self-expression and, and, you know, send somebody a picture of you or put it up on your wall or something. That's a, there's many to, reasons. To say,
1: okay, I've drawn a picture of my God. Here it no, is. No, no, I'm,
0: I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about drawing a picture of you. What that that was that was not allowed? According to the strictest interpretation of the, of this law, we can, I mean, we can put up the. Uh, do, do you want to bring up the the exact wording there, like from the King James version, of of the Ten Commandments, and you can look it up. But um, yeah, so one thing about this.
1: Well, let, let's let's explore the, the idea because uh, okay. I mean, I, okay. I was I was thinking of just God, but just the idea of creating images of, of each other. I mean, that that just seems so. That seems outdated. Yes, And I think a lot of people talk about religions being um, being old hat. Yeah, but it's uh, but we're living in a different world now. It's like I think those were times when it wasn't easy to upload. Pictures and change profiles, and <laughs> pictures and stuff. Because all these religions should have their own Facebook by now, shouldn't they?
0: <laughs> Even well, I'm ones? sure they do. I mean, you can go onto God on Facebook. I haven't, and talk I haven't to tried go, no. talk to God. I consider him a friend. <laughs> you can like his page.
1: Uh, okay, so so what, what am I? What am I going to look up here to refer okay, to? In a little look, bit?
0: look up King James version uh, Ten Commandments and. Um, Yes, so so this is a thing I always find very hypocritical in in Latin American culture because uh, there are a lot of Catholics, so many Catholics, a countless number of Catholics, um, but they all go to churches which have figures of Jesus Christ, figures of saints on the walls, and even the Virgin Mary, which which I find. So bizarre because the the Virgin Mary is hardly mentioned at all in the Bible. There's even this, there's a one scene where um, one of the apostles c- comes to Jesus and says, oh Jesus Your family are here and and Jesus is like who are you talking about? He, he says well your your mother and your brothers and your sisters and Jesus says This is my family like the people the people are who are closest to me spiritually, they are my family, like my church is my family. So it... Which uh, could be
1: family, family home. Mm, or, or, how do you mean? Well, I, I, I mean like these are people that are real to him? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like the, the people that are closest to him, the people, his followers. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've got, the, I've got the list up here and there's a comparison.
0: Okay. Here well. we go. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Now, you see how that's, that's pretty limiting? <laughs> no image of anything on earth, in the sky, in, the, in heaven, uh, uh, you know, no, thing, no image of anything anywhere, basically. Uh, okay, but I'm wondering why? Yeah, because I well, like ties into that thing about the idols. I, it it is—it's for our own good. Like this is for our own good, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. So well, the, w- that's the thing I—I I always wonder about too. Uh, how religions ca- can be used as as tools by the powerful to manipulate people. So, like we've we've talked before about the, the the clause about rendering unto Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people interpret that as pay your damn taxes and shut up, and that's how, that's more or less how they say it. <laughs> I yeah, but
1: I mean I've come across some topics where they where they mention that maybe these concepts were added to the Bible later.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, with that one, I had a, I put a video on uh, on YouTube about that, uh, and it was based on, on an essay on a website called, God is an anarchist. Because in the story, of course, Jesus says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and render unto God that which is God's. Everything belongs to God. So what belongs to Caesar? Nothing. (laughs) I don't don't think anything belongs to Caesar. Um, So so I I would never use that as a a reason to justify taxes. I think that was completely removed from what Jesus was trying to say. I I believe that too, 100%. So so does
1: does that mean that, um, okay, so let's say Caesar doesn't doesn't own anything.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm going to extend that to say that we don't own anything. Like Everything's on borrowed time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you could say that.
1: Um, well, then let's, uh, let's, let's push a little further. Mm. Do you believe that Jesus is
0: God? No, I don't. I mean, in, in what sense? Like in the sense that we're, we are all God? Yeah, I believe that.
1: Cool. So, so do I. This is, this is interesting. Um, <laughs> so So does that mean I'm as much God as Jesus was? I would say yes.
0: Because I like to believe that. Yeah. Uh, okay, where, where do I go with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a pretty offensive idea right
1: there. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I, I just know that people are going to, understanding that, I mean, that, that, that to me seems like really simple logic mm. by, by most scriptures, mm. but that, that can be quite offensive to people. Mm. Mm. To say, you know, I'm, I'm as much God as, as Jesus yeah. that would upset a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I don't understand why. Well, um, my friend Luke told me this story. Uh, my friend Luke is he used to be an atheist and now he's a bit more agnostic. He's he studied philosophy and 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 uh, uh, theology, I suppose. Um, that he told me a story where where a young lady, I think I believe she was Catholic, and she she had a, a sort of vision or like an intense experience, a peak experiences, a a peak experience where um, she felt her her body was encapsulated by the Holy Spirit. Some, something like this, some very intense experience, um, a spiritual experience. And she fell to her knees and she started saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And to me that, that seems so strange to, uh, to have a a, a spiritual experience, which by, by your own beliefs is actually given to you by God, but then you fall down and you say, I am not worthy, like refusing to accept your own divinity.
1: Is that a pre-programming?
0: Well, they they say this phrase in Catholic churches, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. They say that over and over and over again. And that's one one uh, like big criticism that I have of, of the Catholic Church among <laughs> among any, many others.
1: Uh, I think too many people repeat words without yeah. without thinking about what they're what they're actually what they're actually meant. Like yeah. you know, what meaning is held with that? Um, we we mention a few different words uh, that that we notice here in the Spanish language that people say you know mm-hmm. without but what does it, what does that really mean like. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. What's an example you had? Oh uh-huh. what, yeah. what, what what does that mean? I mean, <laughs> you asked me what does that mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what it means in everyday speech. It means hopefully, or a hope, or if if only. Um, but uh, the the literal meaning, it's actually an Arabic word, or it come, it's descended from an Arabic word. Um, the ochala al Allah is actually Allah, so it means according to Allah's will. Uh, or god willing but that but that notion's quite common, quite
1: common here in in mexico i don't, I'm not sure other speak, other spanish speaking countries i 'm assuming so yeah it's uh it is you know if God allows everything will turn out just well. This is actually what started the the, the whole conversation <laughs> on God to start yeah. with yeah <laughs> it was like you know if um you know if if God wants this to turn out right, it will turn out okay, just trust in God and it's like well you know. I got to turn up first,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they, you know, they have an, another saying. I don't know if you heard this one, but it's uh, 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 "A quien madruga, uh, le Dios, Dios le ayuda." Um, I have heard that. Yeah. yeah, you know that one. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so he. Uh, it's like the early bird catches the worms. He who wakes up early, or he who ri- rises with the sun, um, God will help that person. Uh, it, it's it's like uh, you know. Work hard. Yeah, God, God helps those who help themselves. That's the other m- meaning behind it. Yeah, so you can't... <laughs> I, I hear this story sometimes, like uh, there's, a, there's a young lady in church and she um, she sees a, a handsome um, lad who's also going to church every week, um, but she never speaks to him and she, she justifies it to herself by saying, oh, well, if we're meant to meet, then, then uh, God will allow us to meet. But no, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's really a bizarre notion. Like you think God is just going to throw everything into your lap. That's the, that's a kind of delusion.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with both sides mm. because God's already done the work.
0: <laughs>
1: You're both there in the same, in the same church.
0: Right, right. That's you know I mean? true. Like, like that yeah. God's
1: done his piece, yeah. his part, um, you know, you got to do the rest. The rest now, Approaching ninety-nine
0: percent. You know, just the last one percent. That's yeah. all you need to do. <laughs> and I think that's
1: the delusion. Yeah, like, people don't realise where they need to take over. Mm. It's like you know, religion's like a, a school to understand that there's another realm of spirituality. Yeah, but you got to turn up to yoga. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: you got to you got to meditate. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can't just uh, expect to. To gain enlightenment mm. by turning up to church every weekend and repeating that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Or, yeah. or what are you, what are you going for? Are you going there to hang out with friends and drink coffee because I, I can do that somewhere else? <laughs> I think people get confused with the the concept of religion and, and spirituality, and then they're so quick and easy to point fingers at other people mm. and uh, and say, well, you know, you know, you really should invite God into your life.
0: Mm. Have you heard that phrase? No, no one said that. Okay, no, it's not like, recently, anyway.
1: anyway. Um, um, well, this last week I was invited to a to a Christian church, yeah. so um, so for, for me it's like it's on it's on topic, yeah. and uh, you know it's in most of the time you can they, they, they people in general that invite you to churches kind of drop hints and and, and ideas mm. and talk to you about you know God's will and you know it's actually it was interesting uh, the guy I was speaking to. Actually, said he. He was explaining to me that his work, he does God's work, hmm. God's will, by uh, by talking and inviting people to the church. Okay, and I, I, I get his point of view, but more so, he says that I'm only talking to you because God, you know, let, God invited me into your life to talk to you right now.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a very interesting uh, world view, but then. then... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about this in a kind of sick way, because I, I could say the same thing if I was murdering people. I could be like, I'm only doing this because God commanded me.
1: You can't, you can't <laughs> use it like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, well, why, I mean, why can I do one and not the other? What's, well,
1: the, the, this is, this is, yeah, this is a good point. It's like, yeah. you know, I, but um, I...
0: On the other hand, I could see how that's empowering for him. Like, when oh, he does something, he does it with purpose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I don't, I, I talk to, I mean, he could say, I talk to many people about, about God mm. and God's allowing me into their life. I agree with you in, in the notion that, you know, everything is God and God's this matrix hologram and we're, pl- we're all playing a game. Mm. All individual units of all individual fractals of, of God, God in his own image is one individual person, mm. part of a bigger pattern. Mm. So it's like, cool, I, I'm listening to what you're saying and I agree with you, but um, you know, if you want me to hang out at your social club and uh, drink coffee and, and share cookies, well, you know, I don't have to do that on Sunday. You could just invite me over tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: true. That's, <laughs> that's the difference that I think, you know, what's, people, they, they give away the purpose mm. and uh, they, they need to reclaim that and say, you know, what am I actually trying to achieve? here in my time on earth. That's pretty more the spirituality side of, of the religion. Mm. People
0: don't think. <laughs> I, I like what you said there about, about fractals. I think we touched a, a little bit last time about the holographic universe and a hologram, when you take a hologram, every single piece, you can actually recreate the whole. So, if you take the tiniest piece of a hologram, then it, it implies everything. So, if the if the universe is like that, then then that's another way that uh, that God expresses itself.
1: Watch us again at the Paradise Paradox. Watch us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Watch us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter. Listen to us on iTunes or Pocket Casts. So, have you come across any religions that you find interesting?
0: Yeah, yeah. One which still has a kind of special personal significance to me is Taoism. Is this is kind of a, a weird story. I used to have a, a kind of fascination with the word master. Um, like some, somebody who's, who's a master of himself, someone who can control his environment, uh, make thing, make the world the way he wants it to be. I had this special meaning in my mind. Did you want a master? I I wanted to be the master (laughs) or a master. Yeah, at least. this was back in the days when people actually used encyclopedias, like physical ones. So I I went to the Encyclopedia Britannica and opened it up and went to M and looked up master, and uh, the first thing that came up was Lao Tzu, the old master of Chinese philosophy, who was a figure, or perhaps it was many people, nobody really knows uh who who lived about 2500 years ago in China. And so Taoism is all about wow, what what is it even about? It's about a kind of emptiness, the meaning of emptiness, the usefulness of of emptiness, like for for example, if a if a government interferes with its people and tries to control everything that they do, then Everything will probably fail, but if the government or the the Emperor just sits back and lets people do what they need to do uh, Then things will go a lot better so this is like uh, the the value of non-action Does Taoism have a God? Yes and no because uh, like if I, I'm talking about Lao Tzu the Dao Jing, but that he, he's not a God um and he's not even considered a prophet really he he was just a guy in a sense um uh, but then there are there are also different parts of of the religion where they have eight um eight gods um and and sometimes figures get deified it's kind of like becoming a saint so i guess the answer is yeah the uh, whole heap
1: <laughs> you mean like like many yeah Okay. Now, I, I ask that because I've always thought there wasn't a god in Taoism.
0: No, yeah, there isn't really. I mean, not in not in the same way there's a god in Christianity or Judaism. No. But,
1: but most of these gods individually would appreciate there being a higher power again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, so the main concept is the Tao, but the uh, that's a very hard concept to describe. I mean, the beginning of the Tao Te Ching actually says. The, the Tao which can be spoken or written is not the true Tao. but it, it's that's
1: really cool. Yeah
0: <laughs> So it, it is kind of like I in, in my view it ties into this idea in, in yoga of uh, Shamadhi, Which which is like the the purest form of meditation when you can meditate so well that there's absolutely nothing in your mind uh, perfect clarity Perfect nothingness perfect potential potential Uh, for everything exactly. Yeah, and that's one uh, Another thing in the I think it's in the Daudi Jing. He says uh, There are five notes in in the Chinese musical scale uh, but the perfect note Is silence (laughs) because that allows the potential for
1: everything I think uh, Uh, My knowledge in Taoism is very limited, Mm. but I think it's very, it's pretty, it's one of the religions is very common, Mm. it's just not very, it's very, uh, it's not very well known for Mm. its,
0: for its, like its core. Mm. Because it's it's, it's very subtle. It's not something you can easily stick on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Like you can put Jesus saves on a bumper sticker. You can't put, uh... The Tao that can be spoken is not the true Tao. On the Bumpus thicker. it just doesn't work.
1: Well, I don't think people would get a head around what that means <laughs> between the time of the the red to the green. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did, in the the, uh, the ying and the yang, mm. like the, the the symbol, yep, is de- derived from Taoism. Yep. Yep. I, I think that m- most people know what that is. Yeah. Like I think I think that's like an international symbol of of balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Balance, and some people interpret it as good versus evil, but I, I don't think that's really the original intent. It's, it's m- more about, yeah, say ma- masculine and, and feminine or, um, di- different factors at play in the universe.
1: I think when, when you're talking about uh, factors being so pure to open up um, unlimited potential, they can only be... They can't be in words. They can only be in these in these images of of uh, like mirrored, but but not. I mean, it's like. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, the the, Mayans, the the Mayan civilization have have like a, a similar yin yang. Um, really,
0: you you haven't seen it? No, it's, oh, I, I don't. Think I, so. I can
1: never remember what it's
0: called. Oh, was it that was the, just that the, that black and white thing you were looking at? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was the, uh, what,
1: the the Hunab Ku.
0: <laughs> Who now? What?
1: Yeah, no, it's. it's I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing this this thing justice. Okay. But we're, I mean,
0: we're we're putting a picture on the screen right now. There it is. Yeah.
1: And for um, for Kurt, here it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I mean, this this opens up. I like. I, I like to. Re, I went through a little phase of looking into um, Kabbalah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it was mainly for like the uh, the symbols, mm. and, like you know, like they use like for the, the Kabbalah is like the uh, the is, is a school of mysticism on the on the side of of, um, of Jewish philosophy and religion. Yep. Um, this, I mean, it's it's not it's not. I don't think it's predominant in uh, in Jewish religion or uh, now. No, I don't think so. uh, But it's become its own entity, and you know, it's pretty more more known for like, celebrities following kabbalah traditions. Yeah. But uh, but concepts like the, the tree of life and the, the flower of life, fruit of life, all these mm. geometry is, uh, that's what I was thinking about when, when you're saying you, know, you, can't, you shouldn't draw pictures, because pictures, if I, if I draw a picture and show it to you, you're gonna interpret that and perceive that picture totally different. Mm. but a geomic, uh, a geometric structure is right. is what it is, and I can just I can draw that to specification
0: right and okay. give that
1: to you, and you're like we're seeing the exact same picture
0: okay so yeah that's very interesting because that, that, that's true because even in even if I take that commandment to its strictest uh, limitation, it still wouldn't limit drawing a geographic uh, sorry geometric figure because a geometric figure isn't a representation of something on, on earth or below the earth. Or
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, this, this for me was, was interesting because now I can transfer an idea pure mm. that has unlimited potentiality mm. in, in something that's got so much more information. Mm. And I can, I can show that to you. I can pass that to other people. Mm. So Kabbalah is based on a lot of these, these sacred geometry. Mm. Um, there's, there's a good documentary and I'm sure you've seen it, Inner and Outer Worlds. No, I haven't seen it. It's got four parts, you've got to check it out. Okay. It, cool. it is no doubt the best documentary that I've come across that links, it starts very basic on like nature and cool. geometry, but then it takes you all the way through to, to uh, it, it makes you feel pretty little. Which, which is good because that, that, that needs to happen to a lot of people. You need you need the power ripped out of you so you can take it back when you're ready, if if it's uh, if you're worthy. That that's up to you to decide. Bad. okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I, I don't know I don't want to talk too much more about Kabbalah, but the geometry is cool. Yeah. Because yeah. because that, that idea of what they were able to do was to transfer ideas amongst themselves in code. And you know, you, you could draw, um, they, they believe uh, Leonardo da Vinci's work had hidden geometry inside his pictures.
0: Yeah, well, we, we were mentioning that picture of the guy spread out on, on his back uh, inside the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it came up in something I was watching the other day. And it, it's actually, it's, it's kind of an essay about the golden ratio. Yes. Uh, like the, the ratio from a man's head to his belly button compared to his head to his feet is, is about one to 1. 1.6, yeah. the golden ratio. Uh, so that's a, that's an interesting thing. So he was di- dissecting the human figure according to the golden ratio.
1: Which also happens to be quite a quite a predominant ratio in the construction of pyramids. Mm. And and more so in, in modern pyramids that are supposed to unlock secrets to to um hidden energies. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean that that's that's uh, Tesla did a lot of work of that. I think he's a lot of really? um yeah. Yeah, he, he was well I mean I was all I was all burnt, those
0: books, right? <laughs> Well, some people say the CIA keeps them locked up in the login key. Um, another, in- another interesting religion is uh, discordianism, which is, it's kind of a joke religion, but not really. Uh, like this was written by uh, Robert Anton Wilson. And of course, Ro- Robert Anton Wilson and Robert O'Shea wrote uh, the the Illuminatus trilogy. Uh, which is a, a, a fun book, that, but um, Wilson describes it as a, a mirror. And he says, this, is a, this book is a mirror, so if a monkey looks in, no philosopher looks out. Um, and the, the Principia Discordia is kind of the same way. It's, it's this um, book which is like a parody of Zen Buddhism. So it has all these uh, Cohen-style stories. Where um, people answer in the most absurd ways. You've been asking me to read the book. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and I feel like more now. I am more inclined to read it, knowing the way you described what it is like, <laughs> yeah, as being a mirror. You know, whatever you yeah. pull out of it, whatever you whatever you want to pull out of, it based on where you are at.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, and at the at the end of the Principia Discordia. Uh, Wil- Wilson and O'Shea wrote, um, if you think this book is just a ha ha, then perhaps you should go back and, and read it again. So there are all these subtle philosophical um, questions in there. Uh, um, the, the idea is that the, um, the supreme God of the, the universe is actually the, the Roman and, and Greek goddess known as Eris or Discordia, who is the goddess of chaos like a trickster god. So, so he asked questions like, well, if Eris isn't the, god, the supreme goddess of the universe, why do men have nipples? Obvious. <laughs> um, so, the, so the idea is that there's, a, there's so, much, so much chaos in the universe and, and it's our kind of responsibility to, well, to make order out of it sometimes, but also play with it. Enjoyed the chaos, Enjoyed the mystery. You just made me think of
1: something online with nipples. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with a dog, so it wasn't my job to, to give a dog a bath, but uh-huh. now, that I, now that I've got a dog, I have to give Wally a bath occasionally. <laughs> and I thought he had like a rash or a, or a, like a, a few warts on his, right. on his stomach. It didn't occur to me that male dogs have nipples too. <laughs> and they have about eight of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, what's up with Wally? He's got warts all on, on his stomach. <laughs> it, uh, it's the universe playing yeah. jokes with us.
0: Eris Ar- you on that one. Yeah. But, uh,
1: I'm definitely more inclined to want to read this book mm. with the idea of the mirror. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, if we're going to, we can jump to... The mirror is like an analog alternate reality mm. because what uh, what you see in the mirror mm. is not what I see in the mirror. It can't be. Yes, yeah. it's, it's impossible. Yeah. So, therefore, mirrors are like unlimited, alternate realities. <laughs> I'm wondering whether God controls everything
0: inside there as well. <laughs> well, have you ever seen something happen in the mirror that wasn't happening on your side? Um, yes yeah yeah i have okay I have. <laughs> that's pr- that's pretty freaky <laughs> yeah it's, but it, it is it is scary
1: but the, you accept it knowing that it's in
0: part of you yeah 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 are you are you talking about like because i i had this experience once where i was really high and i talked to a mirror for about an hour and had this conversation and it was like i was talking to some sort of otherworldly spirit.
1: Yes, that that has happened occasionally, mm. but yeah. um, in in my case, I realised that my left and I mean, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to synchronise my brain hemispheres. Mm. Like that, that's like an active practice that I that I do, mm. and I realised that my face, left and right, is an exact image of mm-hmm. the two characters of each individual hemisphere of my brain. Oh, right. And these, wow. are, these are not the same people. So <laughs> when you're in a mirror talking to what you think is yourself, but mm-hmm. you're talking to a group of two guys talking back,
0: <laughs> I was there for a little longer than an hour. <laughs> OK. That's a spin out. Yep. OK. Well, um, one thing I find interesting you know, the, um, like in Hebrew, there are a lot of names of God. So in, uh, I mean, in English we say the word God or we say the, the Lord, uh, but we don't actually use the names of God, only titles. God, God isn't a name, it's, it's, just, it's a title. The Lord isn't, it's just a title. Um, so the, the names of God in Hebrew, um, there, there are quite a few of them. Um, like El was, was one of them that we, that we looked up then, uh, or Yahweh is a common one, which is also, the, um, Jehovah. Jehovah is a, is a, apparently a, a poor way of pronouncing Yahweh. It's actually the same word. Mm-hmm. Um, but that word, uh, in Hebrew, it actually means he is, but before that, before people called God. Yahweh, they actually called the, the idea, I am. They called it Elohim. And... That's yeah, <laughs> uh, confident. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you would see why this is an interesting concept because it's like saying consciousness or self-awareness is God. Itself. Yeah. But the, the acknowledgement mm. of itself,
1: mm. that's, that's kind of a big joke, isn't it? <laughs> like to think that maybe the the awareness of oneself is the presence of God himself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know people. I know there are people that believe that, mm. and many.
0: Yeah, like pure, pure consciousness is is God stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 and, and which is why you know many Eastern religions. Work on trying to lift that level of consciousness, mm. uh, which which today has got many different names, like you know just being mindful right, and, and a, yeah. a, awareness. You know, in, in modern, yep, you know, like modern, like we can say pseudo religions where people are I don't know, as religions on top of religions mm. or just, uh, just belief systems. Mm. But uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Is, is, that, is that gaining traction? Do you think?
0: Uh. What, as in, in terms of mindfulness meditation or in terms of the, the linking of the concepts of consciousness and God? Uh, linking of the concepts with consciousness and God. I think people that, are, that
1: study consciousness realize that it's so much bigger than what they thought. I mean, when, when someone understands what consciousness is and the fact that it's not on or off and that you're not conscious or not conscious, there's an infinite level of consciousness when you're, when you're absorbing more of infinity, well, then you're going to end up getting somewhere pretty high. Mm. And, and that highness gives you power mm. and almost a God mode, which mm. I don't think is a coincidence. We call it
0: that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what, are your, ask what are your Commander thoughts? King, this, <laughs> Commander Keene. is a discourse on theology. Well, <laughs> I think we were talking the other week about... Uh, the double slit experiment. And so, if your consciousness can actually affect how, how things change in the real world, which indicated by the double slit experiment, they, they, can, they can, they can change how light particles behave, then consciousness does have some kind of godlike quality, at least in that limited uh, sphere.
1: Well, you, you're the, you're the creator of your perceptive environment. Mm. Therefore, you are the environment. Mm. You uh, and and you get to decide how much interaction you are willing to uh, exert on the environment mm. based on your beliefs. So, when you want to give your beliefs away to a religion, mm. then
0: you're giving your power away. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, and I, I think that that plays into the idea of morphic resonance as well. Uh, because if if one only one person believes something, well, that, that idea might not be very powerful. But, um, and maybe he even draws something on the wall or he creates an idol and says, you know, this idol is powerful. If it's only him who believes it, it's not so powerful. But if a hundred people, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people believe in these same, same beliefs, suddenly, well, that guy probably has quite a lot of power. Whether or not you be- believe there's some spiritual element there, that guy has become a cult leader. And that means he can, he, he <laughs> claims to have this, co- this contact with God, which other people supposedly don't. And that leads to a lot of problems.
1: Well, I'm, I'm thinking of like the, you mentioned like morphic resonance yeah. being the, the product of a collective consciousness
0: mm.
1: or unconscious, which therefore can yeah. be manipulated yeah. by the, the people that have consciousness mm. uh, I guess does that make religion unconscious if you if 're you're going to i mean l- language is unconscious we speak without focusing on the, the frequency and, and rhythm or Right. Uh, free, right, yeah,
0: of the word. You don't have to think about where you're going to place your tongue in your mouth to make that sound r.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You just you just make you just you're you're making sound just by by trying to exert um, expression, yeah, or trying yeah. to transfer ideas. But uh, when when all of a sudden you realise that you're speaking a language that you're not actually you're saying words that have deeper meaning that have been for thousands of years just mm. used, and mm. all of a sudden you start thinking, well, what, is it, what do these words actually mean? And you're, you're, yeah. you're asking God for, for help every five minutes, or you're, you're saying, you know, if God will let this happen, it will happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot 10 people and they will live if God decides they'll live.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something I heard in Colombia. I, I don't know if this is true, but it it probably is. So uh, what would happen with hitmen? men, uh, they would go to a church and they'd pray to the Virgin Mary and they'd say, Virgin Mary, uh I'm about to shoot this man. So if you think he should live, then uh, I I think you should intervene. Uh, Stop the bullet hitting him. (laughs) And they would use that to ease their conscience, Uh, which is a terrible way to use it. I don't like the odds. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna put any, I'm not putting my life
1: on the the line of divine intervention.
0: Mm. (laughs) Would you? Uh, well, in a sense I do it every day, but <laughs> oh, I, hear, I, hear. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you never you never know when you're going to go. Uh, yeah, so uh, the um what you were saying about the power of words. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, um, I'm just
1: thinking of stupid scenarios now. Oh, okay. I, I got to pull my mind back to the, the topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, so you were saying about the power of words so like, like just like we said with Ojala. Uh, um you know, according to God's will, God willing, people don't say that so much in English unless they they actually have some religious belief. Um, but also, you, I mean, you can say adiós. People say that quite a lot, and they don't necessarily think about the religious significance uh, that it, it actually means. Adiós, te comiendo. I, I commend you to God, or I, I I'm. I tell God that you're a good guy, something something like that. I'm um, not saying bye, but... Yeah. I, yeah, but bye, again, it's the same thing. It's actually goodbye, which is actually a, a distortion of God, bre, God, bre, God be with ye, God be with you. That's what goodbye actually means. Uh, so does that actually have the same kind of unconscious force of, of your mind. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either, but I, I think that yes,
1: there has to be, there has to be, there has to be a reason why why language is the way it is. Hmm. I think um, there is, there was a cool example of the, of the flower of life yeah. and they, they extract the symbols of of the Hebrew language or it could have been Arabic but one of the ancient languages, wow. out of all the, the combinations of, of connections okay. of the flower of life. And that represents like the, the basic alphabet wow. of, of frequency of sounds. So yeah, when, when I'm talking, I'm saying sounds, I'm using the tool that I've been given, language, mm. but there's, there's more to that. Mm. When you think that we're not supposed to create images, but we can, we can transfer geometric, algorithm, mathematics <laughs> to say exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, then, then I'm transferring information of the, the constructs of the material without materializing them. Mm. Language. That's, that's pretty cool. You can play with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. <laughs> but be
0: careful what you say. It's yeah. powerful. Yeah, it can be. It can be powerful. I like, of course, the in the beginning of Genesis, uh, it's God says, "Let there be light." It, so he's making this declaration. He's cre- creating this world with his words. And, and and maybe lights, we can do the same. Well, same light, light, light's
1: like a like an energy spectrum. Hmm. 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 I, I've heard uh, mathematics being called the, the language of God.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a platonic idea. Uh, the, the idea that there are these uh, ab- abstract forms uh, that, that come into play in the universe. Perfect ideas, these perfect representations of, of uh, abstractions of things uh, that, that when they enter the universe, they're not as perfect. The
1: topics that we've brought up and we're talking about, we're not, uh, we're not the average person that's like, do you believe in God? And in... Maybe. <laughs> like, it needs some thought, some process behind this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just to give the, uh, our podcast a little history of, um, of, of our own background. Hmm. I, I would say I grew up with with fairly strong religious upbringing. Right. In, in that there was, there was never a, a question of whether it was a God. There was never a question of whether religion was right or wrong. There was, it was just the religion was always there. God was always there, you know, keeping mm. an eye on us. Mm. Um, but it probably wasn't until maybe five years ago, mm. maybe my, my mid-twenties, that I came across some material that really started to to break some of that, that programming. Mm. Well, what about yourself?
0: Well, it's a long, windy path. Well, in, I mean, as a kid, I used to go to, I think it was an Anglican church, and I think, I don't know if it was social pressure or what because my dad doesn't really believe in god he, de- he doesn't really care for religion uh, my my mother does to to some extent but i i don't really know because sometimes she describes her church as a social club and <laughs> like you were saying and some sometimes she says i i think there's something else to to the universe so i don't really know where <laughs> where she stands and but i, I was um uh, to I, w- I was always interested to some extent. Like I would look at r- religious pictures and say, hmm, th- "This is interesting. Like I'm I wonder what this what what the meaning is, uh, and what people believe." And yeah, I would read. Uh, religious texts and like the Dhammapada, the Dao De Jing, the, Ching, the Ch- Chuang Tzu uh, and, and other things to try to ex- explore these ideas and, and, and the New Testament as well, the Old Testament. Um,
1: How old were you when you wanted to, when you had this
0: interest to explore? I, I don't know. Around, I, I guess around 15, 16, 17, yeah. Um, so long after we stopped going to church, I mean, I probably stopped, we probably stopped going to church as a family when I was about four or five years old.
1: Yeah. Same here.
0: Yeah. Around, oh
1: no, it was pretty little later, Maybe 10, mm. but I was still quite young. Right. Um, I mm, just think of it, probably my, my dad was probably the biggest influence, I think, mm. religious wise. And he, he would always, he didn't, he never said it just quite directly, but it was always like an an understanding you're spending a lot of time reading and studying textbooks, mm. but you know you don't spend any time reading the Bible. Mm. And although uh, I thought, yeah, but I've got to get this, i got to get the essay done, I've got to, I've got to get this work done, mm. and it always seemed more important to get the work done. Mm. Um, I didn't really read. The, I didn't. I didn't start reading the Bible myself until mm. I was early twenties. But I uh, not that I, I, don't, I not that I regret reading it so late but I think it's important to read the Bible. Like Mm. it does start opening doors in your mind of like, what does this mean? Yeah. And it's when you start asking questions, you can start seeing the world in a different way and you start evaluating what's important in my life and what isn't important. And maybe I could have, maybe I would have noticed that reading those textbooks wasn't that important (laughs) then. And getting that essay done wasn't that important. And I could have been doing something a little more, uh, more value added to my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that I was like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, slow, windy path. I mean, <laughs> but then I think if I started reading the Bible when I was 15, maybe I would have had different influences and I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. The reason why I started reading it so late,
0: I'm, I'm not sure. Just, it's just God's will, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, but what, what, oh, what, um, have you read, in, have you read any your recent material? or anything that's, that's kind of just spiked you, like, I've got to work out, I've got to work this out. I've got to work out what's really happening here.
0: Well, not especially recently, but I tell you one book which had a big impact on my ideas on theology were, was uh, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And th- this is a book, and I, I recommend that you read this book. Um, so uh, what happens is, the the supposed story or the the actual story or yeah whatever depending how you look at it it's up to interpretation this this guy is uh, Walsh is is very angry uh, he's angry at his boss he's angry at his life and he's angry at God and he sits down and he starts writing a letter uh, and he says God what are you doing man like why do you put me through this shit. Uh, This isn't, this isn't right. It's not just, it's not fair. What are you, what are you doing? Um, And then to his surprise, when he finishes the letter, he turns over the page and his hand keeps moving. So by automatic writing, he's actually dictating the words of God or the words of, of deep wisdom from his subconscious. He was channeling. Yeah some some kind of ch- channeling whether that source was within him or w- without him or both um uh, that's that's an, another question but the the book is very interesting and it has ideas like for example well so, yeah i mean different people have different ideas of god all of them are valid all of them are real in in a way yep and, yeah, I, li- I like that idea. Well,
1: it, it's, a good I- it's a good place to start with respect because we're all at different levels of, yeah. of, our, of, of journeys or consciousness. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely got to That sounds like an interesting read. I haven't read that one. Yeah, I think I better reread it, actually. Uh, yeah. um, I, I'm just thinking, uh, I mean, if we're going to recommend stuff, mm. I saw a documentary on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, mm. which... I haven't, I haven't got a copy of it. Mm. It, it. I mean, I think I got the gist, which is why I never really went ahead to get a copy to read it, but mm. I think I might as well. Because the Tibetan Book of the Dead, it explains the, the Passover, the crossover between what happens when you die and the process of where you go to next, yep. depending on how you go in this in-between phase, mm. um, which is interesting because it really, it maps. I mean, anyone that believes in going to heaven, well, maybe you should have a look at the map between mm. this life and heaven. And what heaven actually is, well, you can start asking a few questions. Yeah. But it, it, what it did for me was remove the fear of death itself, mm. which once you remove the fear of death, you can start to think about death in a different way. Mm. So uh, when talking about uploading, upgrading consciousness and changing mind, that, that to me was like a, a good, and there's a lot of movies about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cool book. Enter the void. Yes, that's a good
0: movie. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty trippy movie. If you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've seen it, obviously? Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool, all right, we're, we're about out of time there. Well, um, that was a good wrap. Cool. Into the Void.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I so wanted I got... to finish on that. That was cool, but I, yeah. it's, better, it's better off watching it. I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs>
0: Cool. All right. Uh, so my name's Kurt Robinson. My name's Aaron Baffle. This is the Paradise Paradox. Uh, press like, press subscribe, press comment, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, and add me on Twitter at what is it? At Trouble Bubble. At Battle AZ. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> and peace be with you.